Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work Culture Consultants Podcast, a show where I interview CEOs with proven successful work cultures and dive deep into how they achieved a healthy work environment for their people that, in turn, benefited their bottom line. I just want to introduce to you one of my faves on LinkedIn and in general, and it's Rich Cardona. And he is, you've seen him on LinkedIn everywhere, but Rich, please introduce yourself and your business so everyone can get to know you. It's so good to reconnect with you. I'm so glad we're back on LinkedIn and and you're doing these. Uh, But hey, everyone, my name is Rich. I'm a retired Marine. I went to Amazon for a couple years, hated it. Uh, uh, I loathed it. I white knuckled my way to work all the time. Um, and then I quit after I discovered a guy named Gary V. Uh, he didn't directly influence me, but had a big part in it. And I decided to just go after entrepreneurship. And that sounds like a completely vague goal. And it was. Uh, but I was able to you know, look through what inspired me, what I was curious about, and landed on a media company that focuses on video branding for executives. And that's what I do. And I also have a podcast, uh, Leadership Locker, which I absolutely love. It's for veteran entrepreneurs small business owners, because if Brittany and I just gave each other advice the whole time, no one would learn shit. So that's why I have influencers and industry experts on so we could get it straight. Uh, so we could kind of accelerate our thing. We all want the fast forward button. So that's the goal for that. So you brought up Amazon, but at first I wanted to touch, you know, kind of the difference between what you've seen in military Marine culture and compared to corporate. I mean, even before we get into your business. It's, a, it's, it's, it's funny. So my wife, uh, uh, a veteran, an army veteran. And it's funny, I didn't realize I was a military spouse too. It was like so male thinking. It's so stupid of me. I was like, oh, I'm a military spouse. That's what's up. So anyway, um, she did not have a good experience necessarily. Uh, part of it is because she was a woman and part of it was because she just didn't really have exceptional leaders. I had exceptional leaders. So it set the bar so high for me that I was like in no man's land when I got out. Um, so that was one huge for me. Uh, so I know you asked for similar same similarities, but that was like unbelievably impactful on why I wasn't happy where I was is because I didn't have anyone to look up. To. But when I was in my squadron or multiple of my commands, I was like, so-and-so is amazing. Like I, 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 I want to level up, like always made you want to level up. And that's one thing I got out of the military a lot. As far as similarities, if, if any, it, it's just really it's just really not for as many things as we dislike about our respective military services while we're in them. We learn to appreciate them a lot when we get out. There's something about, there is something about the structure. There is something about the rigidity. There is something about the mission that allows you to kind of plow through and, and grow and you grow professionally and personally. But I think at a rate that you just couldn't do as a civilian, I know, I, I promise you, if, if I, went to college and then went straight into a job, I would not have grown nearly as much um, and nearly as fast and nearly as deep. Um, so that's, that's huge for me, but that's, that's one thing. And, and, you know, you know, I've talked about expectation management, but you have to really determine, you have to really consider the fact that a lot of the people that you will work with in the future, when you get out, or if you're already out, are probably not going to be up to par, maybe not have the same work ethic, maybe not have the same character or values. And look, we're all flawed as hell too. I mean, like, give me a break. We make a ton of mistakes. But, but you know, when it comes to like being in a work environment, there's just certain things I think we come to expect of ourselves and the people around us. And that can be a little bit disorienting when you find yourself around people who don't have the same ambition or work ethic. 
I can imagine. And, and I've heard things about Amazon's culture because I have a few friends who work there and it's a lot of, you know, and it kind of reminded me of the military, do a lot of, do more with less. One of their, one of their principles, frugality. And, you know, and, and frugality means, can you handle some more? Can you handle some more? It means your shift is done at five, you're there past six and you get a phone call at 10 regularly. That's, that's what it is. So it's a hustle culture. And look, there is, there is an aspect of the blue collarness that I eventually was like that, you know, I literally used to wear my Marine Corps boots and I'd never wear shorts and I'd never wear t-shirts. I wore like a button up shirt, um, jeans or like kind of khaki pants, not khaki, but like dickies, right? Like those kind of pants and my boots. I always wore my hat and I'm like, I'm in the zone. I'm not coming up sloppy in gym shorts and like my shitty sneakers and whatever. And then just coming like, whatever, I'm going to be in a warehouse all day. I'd come like ready to operate. So I kind of adopted back to kind of like my enlisted days a little bit. Some of that, like just like execution mentality. And there was a part that that attracted a lot of people and it allowed for success. But look, man, like the culture, at least in my experience was like, Always wanted more, always wanted more, always wanted more, always wanted more. Next day, next meeting, here's something else we need. Oh, what about this? You just prioritized this yesterday. No, we need this. And it was so around the numbers and productivity. And look, you don't get to be the biggest company in the world by not thinking like that. But at the same time, the human element, which is obviously a lot of what the podcast is about, is like, how happy are you when you go to work? Like, do you really want to get to that? Do you really want that next promotion? Like you're gunning for it because you think it'll make you feel good, but you're inside a company and that means something to you because of what it means to them, but doesn't mean anything to you. But it's just one of those things where it's, it's very, very easy to get burnt out and you give a mile, uh, you give an inch and they will take the mile, at least in my experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was never ending and, and you could easily, easily just be as work obsessed as I was and still believe like, what more can I do? So you beat them to the punch. And you're just, like you said, super burnout. And like in the, even my experience in the military, and you can speak to this as a previous aviator as well. Um, even when I was a maintainer on aircraft, you know, it was like that you sort of got to go up and you're just yeah. go, go. And then it's like, you, you get maybe all these jets ready and you're going to go and it's something else. It's, it's something else. And it's, it's never ending. But I felt the difference was when I had a really amazing leadership, they made us want to grind out that shit, you know, Yes. as opposed to if we had shitty leadership it, mm-hmm. or let me rephrase that crappy management because they're yes. not leaders. You know, that, I thought you were going to take out the shitty. I'm like, what? I'm like, I already swore. I thought this was like <laughs> not G rated. Come on. <laughs> no, PG 13 minimum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially we know we're talking maintenance, aircraft maintenance. Yeah. Got to get back to my roots. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, like when I had a uh, bad management in aviation, like, I could have done the same amount of, you know, busting our ass, but I wanted to do more for my awesome leadership. They made us, they just incentivized us better because they had a way to, to polish a turd that just made it sound better. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to let down those people, right? Like if I'm inspired by you, I'm going to bust my ass because I want you to be proud of me. And I want you to know that I understand that at some point I'm going to be in a position to do what you're going to do. 
and you're going to help me get there by unfucking me, right? Like, I, I mean, like, and that's the thing. That was like one of those things, man. Like, if I want to be like Colonel Moore, like, what can I do? Like, damn, like, he's the first guy here. I can't let that happen. Like, he literally, he, guy, I'm like, I'm going to have to get up earlier every day because I, I wanted that. to show him, right? Like, if I was the first face he saw every day, he would remember that. True. Right? You know, it's one of those things where you want to make people proud, and that was... I didn't want to make people proud where I was afterwards, you know, at Amazon. I wanted just to be seen and recognized for hard work, but it wasn't the same, right? Like it's very, very different. So yeah, I think, I think you hit a good point there with happy management versus like amazing leadership. Yeah, I do. And that's something I uh, really, like you said, miss from the military is awesome leadership compared to the corporate world. It's been harder to find mentors or people just, you know, to aspire to. But now that you are CEO and your business is booming, I wanted to ask you, how do you keep the momentum going within your culture? You guys are always traveling, you know, the whole COVID thing, you guys have been remote at one point. Like, how have you kept the momentum going? This has been the most significant leadership challenge I've had uh, by far, because you're writing the rule book, like you are framing the company and the business. A lot of times when you went in the Air Force, when I went in the Marine Corps, we're coming into something that's established, right? Like for the most part, it's going to be the same as it was for someone who came in four years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Right. For a business, if I go into a business, like I'm just literally getting like, you know, dropped into it. And and there's a lot of things that already exist that, 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 that you just kind of adapt to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you begin, you're malleable. You, you just like, you're like, okay, I got it. But when you're creating it, it's a completely different story because as we said right before we started recording, you know, I'm thinking about how much more I can do and how much I haven't done all at the same time. And then it's like marketing and then I'm thinking money and then I'm thinking content and then I'm thinking, you know, travel and then I'm thinking payroll. Then I'm thinking, fuck. Oh, and by the way, how do I make sure my people really, really know that I actually care? I can't see them. I can't go walk down the hallway to their office or anything like that. So is saying like, thank you so much for that hard work, trying to say that on a daily basis on Slack enough. Like, fuck, not to me. Yeah. But I don't know what else. Like Christmas gifts, okay, cool. Like thoughtful Christmas gifts, like like not not like a, a gift card. You know, yeah, hopefully. Like one of my videographers is obsessed with Godzilla and I got him this shirt. He's like, best gift ever. You know, I'm like, cool. Like I'm showing you, I know you, but that's not enough. So how do you keep people in it Look, like this is one of the hardest things, uh, you know, as, as, as someone who is obsessed about work culture, you, you know and appreciate that. I, I really believe that, number one, the key to a great organization is the work culture, but the culture can only exist. It can only exist not by a set of systems and processes that are easy to follow and, and really help with productivity. Culture is what determines buy-in and the only way the buy-in happens is if there's a culture right like that's that's it if if you have a good culture that means people believe and 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 see what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it it becomes less about the paycheck and less about the hours which is exactly why you would turn wrenches longer if you had that's just the way it is like this is exactly why i get up at four in the morning i'm like all right what do i got to do right now you know like what can i do to get ahead before my kids get up to answer your question a little bit more fully how I really try and acknowledge all the good things that happen, but at the same time, I try and just be demanding of excellence and I give real-time feedback. It's the only way. 
Mm-hmm. It's the only way. I mean, I was listening to uh, Jesse Itzler the other day. He's general manager of the Atlanta, or I'm sorry, the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. And he has like build your life resume. I mean, the dude's crazy. He said, when it comes to one thing I learned about the NBA was better to trade players early than late. And, and this is one of those things. Like I'd rather give you the feedback and see if you could hang and see if you could adapt and understand that like part of our core values are operating with a sense of urgency like, dude, if you can't, you can't, you know, like that, that says everything to me, right? Like a sense of urgency says everything I need to know. That's half the battle right there. So I try and balance it, but look, like if we're being honest, I, 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 I could do so much better. I could do so much better. Um, and I want to do better, but when you're making it, there's just, you're, you're pulled self-inflicted in a lot of different directions and, and it's just focus. Toot your horn, man. I think you're doing a great job. Anytime I see your your people on LinkedIn or people that I've talked to uh, that worked for you, um, you know, they were happy. So, I mean, the fact that you even have the self-awareness that you want to do better, that in itself means a lot to your people. So, you know, keep keep your head up. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. But I got a segue for you. Um, (laughs) Nick, Mr. Crispy, you know, that we know. uh, Yeah. I saw a post back in the day where we know him. He actually used videos for me editing and stuff. And he worked for you and, you know, he went on a new job, but you yep. were very, I wanted to commend you because you were very supportive in that. And I know it might've hurt, you know, <laughs> but you were still very supportive in that. And I saw a post where he might've got you something and, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He got me a Chipotle gift card. He knows I love Chipotle. He got me a Chipotle gift card. I was like thrilled. Yeah. Uh, he got me up one of those for Christmas. It was like, and I thought that was just so sweet. Other than just the fact that like, you know, usually when people leave somewhere, they're just like, bye. I'm never gonna talk to none of y'all again. Especially a freelancer. And you know, the fact that he, you know, still, he knew you enough and he comfortable enough and he liked you enough that he did that in itself. That's yeah. a lot about you dude <laughs> we i just did a shoot in new uh well jersey city it's like it's easier to say in new york you know what i mean but uh it was in jersey city um not sexy but uh we met there and i did uh a podcast and i i hit him up i'm like hey man i need you for a few hours can you come he's like yep and uh it, it's good because that wouldn't happen if he had a negative experience like whether or not like he needs the money or anything like that like i, didn't, I don't think of it like that like i don't i don't think like who could use money I think like who, who, who could help and who would want to help. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So, so yeah, I I mean, it's really interesting because when we first started, someone introduced us, he met me in New York for the first thing I was doing. And this was like a really big interview. And I was like, I don't want to touch a camera. I don't want to do anything. Like I need someone else to do and got it. So then he stuck with me for like another year and a half. Um, I mean, shoot, man, like, I can't even imagine how much he actually made, to be honest, because at one point I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to have for you next week. So we're going to do a flat rate and like, it's going to be like kind of unlimited. So I had to make sure it was, he was incentivized financially. Um, but yeah, I mean, and he, he learned a lot and I will tell you this about him as time went on, his ability to receive feedback was like dramatically great. He's like, it won't happen again. Like it changed, right? Like it changed from excuses to it won't happen again. I'm like, that's an improvement, right? Like that actually, I, I will say that did make me feel like there was impact. Absolutely. I mean, that just uh, speaks to your leadership capabilities because to get someone else to have a certain level of awareness within themselves, that's huge. 
and I wanted to ask you, you did touch on, you know, one thing, but what do you have multiple values within your company or just? Yeah, uh, I should, I, I, I want to, I'm looking cause I don't want to forget anything, which sounds ridiculous, but accountability. Like I literally, we could just talk accountability, like for the next, however long, like, I, like that is everything to me. Accountability, communication and teamwork, continuous improvement. Like, are you trying to get better? Like when you see something that's like, uh, that could be better. Do you say something or do you at least be like, I tried this out. This actually works better. Like, I want to see what you think. I'd be like, thank you. Be, I, like that to me is like, wow, what can I get you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. holy shit. Like, thank you. Um, that uh, sense of urgency. And then, ah, that's it. Order and clarity, like having order and clarity. And these are all things that are the values that I still need to work on. These are not like, Hey, this is what we represent. This is what we want to represent, right? All the time. Like you can't just say this is this is how it is because you're going to find those gaps. Like you can never it's not set in stone. It's more of a mindset. So your values are more of a mindset. Like do you have the mindset to put things in order and be clear? Do you have the mindset to have excuse me, accountability? Do you have the mindset to move with a sense of urgency? So those are the values, but accountability it's number 1 for a reason because what I just said, like I was floored when it just the, the it went from excuses to it won't happen again to him making a checklist and be like, here's so I don't forget this. Is, so I'm like, OK, we're talking about a t- young 20 something year old, you know, never really had a real job. He's been freelancing like that's a big deal to me. So um, accountability is one of those things that sets people apart. And, and I don't mean blindly being accountable for something, but it means taking the risk, being accountable, being accountable in the moment, even if you don't want. And then allowing yourself to process and be like, like, no shit. Like, what could I have done better? How did I let them down? As uh, someone who works underneath someone or laterally or whatever, like we were working together and we were peers, like my whole job is still to make your life easier. You know, you might be in an upstream or downstream department, but my entire job should be to make your life easier. So if I let you down, like I need to just have that accountability, even if I'm like, damn, man, like she could have like, that's not how you think. Like you always think of the rebuttal in your head, right? Like the rebuttal or the action that they could have, whatever. Like, no. And that's something Gary V like said to me straight up in person. Dude, he's like, if everything's your fault, you're going to, and you're just optimistic about things and just like really on the offense in a good way, he goes, you will see your life change. And I'm still working on it. I'm always going to be a work in progress. I think you and I and like the people we know all are. But accountability is, is such, such a differentiator. Absolutely. It really is. Like, I, I can't emphasize it enough. And I think that accountability is something like even when you have a job wreck out, right? And this is the values within your company and accountability is up there. That's going to weed out people who don't want to be accountable. 100%. And that's why I always like grind on people like in clients, like, listen, your values are something that should be so good that when you put that on a job wreck, because that's a big part onboarding people and hiring is a part of your work culture because you can hire people that are ruin it or can hire people that are going to, you know, elevate it. Want to weed people out with your values. And that sounds almost counterintuitive, but it's not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a non-negotiable, right? Like if you make it a non-negotiable, like, you know, the deal, especially in the military, if, if once there's an exception made, it's just kind of like, eh, like, is it really, do we really care about this? Like, dude, is, do we really need to PT three times a week? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things. So yeah, that's one of those things. And, and I, I think you're right. It is, you should make your, your, your wreck 
so specific that it's like the process of elimination is already kind of happening without even you having to do anything about it. Exactly. Listen to that people. I'm just saying I'm here to help you if you need that. (laughs) (laughs) One of the last questions I ask all CEOs on the show is having a good work culture. What problem does that solve? I think I kind of mentioned it before and, and I really, I really believe, well, no, you know what? Having, having a good work culture fosters a very tangible amount of respect across teams and across, you know, leader and lead and the people being led those relationships. If you all have a good work culture where you prioritize how you operate, why you operate and just fuck kicking ass on a daily basis, I truly believe what happens is the bar just starts to get raised. Like, and it's not something you like see and it's not like, you know, something you measure. And of course there's, you know, KPIs for like stuff and, and like aspects of the business per department. But I mean, just status, the, the standards start to just raise a little by little because if the work, good work culture exists, that's when some of that accountability starts to happen where I call you out and you are able to take it because you have self-accountability. That's where if someone's moving slow and there's no sense of urgency, we kind of pick each other up. It's a high-performing team thing. So uh, a dynamic but you know thriving work culture will always take the business to the next level. You really want to see what good businesses are doing. I mean, you just got to look inside and be like, let me see how they're operating. You know what I mean? And, and you'll also be able to see those who will be around long-term and those who will be around short-term. Anyone could put it, you know, drink 10 cups of coffee and put it on turbo and like crush for like a couple quarters a year. Right. But like, are you really like getting better and better and better? If, if you look anything like you did a year ago, and I say this about myself and our, our company as well, if we look anything like we looked a year ago, then we suck. And part of that is personnel and hiring and whatever. And, uh, you know, it's, look, this didn't necessarily come up, but... I'm here for it. Hire, hire slow and fire fast. You do not have time to bring on someone who interviews incredibly well and then all of a sudden be like... Crash. What the hell? Like, this is not consistent. No. There are people who get interviewed really well. And then they come and then next thing you know you're actually, you are losing productivity because you have to coach and coach and coach. And then you have to inspect what you expect. And then all of a sudden you're like in this thing where you're like, nothing's actually happening. Like nothing's actually, the, no, no ball is getting moved down the field because this person is not meeting expectations. They're not consistent with the values. They interviewed well. And this is actually going to be superbly cancerous to the culture. So just lose it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't give them a chance, but you know, you know, like, come on, man. Like leaders, and I'm not trying to say I'm like, oh, I'm a leader or whatever. I'm just saying like, I, I am in tune with my gut instinct and holy shit. Right. Like every time I go against, it, especially when it comes to personnel. Gotta listen I, to intuition, man, always. Oh my, oh, I cannot, I cannot mm-hmm. even tell you. So, so yeah, um, work culture is, is just going to literally make a company more sustainable because that company's standards are going to be elevated little by little incrementally. And they're just going to be a team of high performers who expect high performance out of each other. And that's best case scenario. Yes, 100%. And you're just hitting on it. I'm not going to lose it. Going to grab it out the sky. 
my post today on LinkedIn actually literally said it was fun fact Friday. And I said, uh, you need to like fire people. Like if they don't, if they don't vibe with your company, get rid of them. And I know that like, there's a lot of people that want to play the, everyone's going to be nice on LinkedIn. No, I'm not playing this with you people. I'm going to be straight up with you. If you want, if if you want me to give you the truth, because one of my core values not the Air Force one, but mine. <laughs> one of them is integrity, but the other one mm-hmm. is um, transparency. Like, yeah, love that. With my clients, like I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah, you're gonna sit here and talk like me and Rich are talking right now. Like what? And if you need, if I'm, I see that this person after an employee survey or something, and everyone is dogging this person out, you need to get rid of them. Yep. You can, and I will say yes. Try to remedy it first. Okay. Yes, I get that. You can mm-hmm. try that tactic because, you know, there's laws and things of that nature for each state. I get that. But for yeah. the most part, you need to get rid of your trash. Yeah. this It needs to be said. Um, I'm glad you say it. You know, I'm aligned with that. And, you know, the people who are unafraid to say those types of things that actually have an impact on both your top and bottom line, that's fine with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like at least empathy... You know, like all these great words and all these other things. Like, look, just because you realize someone doesn't need to be part of your organization does not mean that you don't have those same soft skills. Give them a mic, give them a bigger microphone. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, like, it's just the way it is. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're absent of qualities. Like, get out of here. No. I, I refuse to believe that. Yeah, because great leaders know when to pull chocks on people. Because they know that when it comes to a work culture, if you have this rotten tomato with all your happy apples, the apples are going to rot too. Okay. (laughs) Whatever example I need to use there, you know, but yeah, no, I love it. Work culture matters, but Rich, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been every time. It's always so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, No, thank you. And I mean, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lateral to you and I'm just really, really proud of uh, how you continue to grind. And I know uh, at one point you need to take a break. We all, we all need those breaks, but I'm glad you're back taking names and then continue to do your thing and let us know how we can I really want to thank everyone for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe and stay tuned for more thought provoking content. If you'd like to check out my website, workcultureconsultant.com, feel free to leave feedback and send ideas for the show. Thanks again, and I'll talk to your faces later.